Madeline. And I'm Jillian. And we're the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. Where two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. We made it to episode 10! Yay! Double digits! I'm so excited. We only have six more episodes left of Descendants of the Sun after this, and there's still so much left to discuss. Yeah, uh, this episode was crazy, and Mm -hmm. it was really exciting because I watched all the other episodes with you Mm -hmm. prior to us deciding to do this pod, and I, I mean, I had an idea already of what was happening, Mm -hmm. but then we stopped that major cliffhanger Mm -hmm. last episode with August getting shot, and I've just been waiting for weeks now to see what on earth is going to happen, and so this is really exciting. Yes. I mean, let's just get into it. Yeah, let's do it. So... We're going to start the episode the way we start every episode, by going over the synopses from Cocoa and Hulu. The Cocoa synopsis says August was shot, but Mo Yan wasn't sure if she should treat him. Shi Jin told her to do her duty as a doctor and save him. Mo Yan and Myung Joo saw a package delivered to Jae Young from Korea. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And the Hulu one says Mo Yan is torn between the decisions she has to make as a doctor. Day Young thinks about his future after seeing August, who has turned into a criminal. Packages arrive from Korea, and Mo Yan and Myung Ju notice a weird package for Shiden and Day Young. And I was a little thrown off because it says Young Ju. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of confused me the first time I <laughs> skimmed it. Yeah, that is confusing. I feel like the Hulu one talks a little bit more about all the individual stories that are happening, mm-hmm. all the different things. Yeah. The Cocoa one, they're very simple sentences, mm-hmm. and um, they're almost recapping the last episode, too, because that's what happens at the end. Right, right, right. Like, the only thing that they throw in is, like, a package, a package delivered. Which is, like, a tiny bit of it. I know. A tiny like, bit of, like, comedic relief, almost, in this up. None of them talk about <laughs> Jin Young Soo, a.k.a. Richard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. None of them talk about the, the girl. illness. Or the, or the girls. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, both of them leave a lot out, but the package was a big, was a big deal for both of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. For some reason. They're maybe, I guess, more interested in the romance of it all. Yeah, I, that makes sense. And I, I don't know if this is true, but I kind of feel like Cocoa just simplifies whatever Hulu has mm-hmm. as their synopsis, because, mm-hmm. like, the Vicky synopses are, like, super long. Like, it basically recaps the entire episode. And, I mean, this show has been on Hulu for, like, years and years and years. Uh-huh. Cocoa is, like, fairly new. Yeah. So, that's just a theory I have. I don't know if there's any merit to it, but... They're kind of, like, reading a Wikipedia page and then changing it a little bit. Exactly. It's like, you have a term paper, so you just look up, like, synonyms mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. for the article you read. <laughs> anyway... Um, let's get started with episode 10. Yes, please. So we are back with Moyan and Shijin at the Phantom Village, and Shijin is telling Moyan to save August after the poor girl shot him. And August looks, like, really rough. (laughs) And it's really scary because he's still reaching for his gun and, like, spouting all this nonsense, like, I'm gonna kill her. Um, (laughs) Like, he's, like, bleeding out and, like, in a state of shock. It's a very villainy moment. Yeah, it's really scary because... Previously, I feel like August was scary in the sense, like, he you could tell he could totally fuck up, like, mm-hmm. Richard or anyone, really. Mm-hmm. But he also was kind of cheesy, like, okay, this cheese ball. But yeah. in that moment, I was like, no, he's... He you know, wants to off kill his her. Rocker. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he, he could kill someone and, like, not feel bad about mm-hmm. it at all. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, a young girl. Yeah. 
I mean, she did shoot him. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Yeah, that's all crazy. <laughs> so, Moyan tells Shijin that he needs to be moved inside. So, Shijin translates, and they put him under a little, like, tent awning thing. And Moyan proceeds to take the bullet out and stitch him up, I guess. And he does it without <laughs> painkillers. Because she's awesome, and August sucks. And she's yeah. doing, like, the bare minimum. Yeah, I noted that it's really wild, because... Even though she's helping him, he's still spouting off to her. Right. And, like, talking shit and saying, like, how Shijin's a bad dude and, like, he's going to cause her trouble. And it's just, like, it's kind of crazy how he's not worrying about his issue at hand. The fact that he's been shot and is on the verge of, like, bleeding to death, you know? Like, take it easy. Yeah, like, you could tell he's totally, like, a psychopath or something. Yeah, absolutely. He's not really, like, even when he got shot, like, he wasn't really focused on himself it was getting revenge like right away (laughs) right right exactly yeah he's he's crazy yeah anyway so um then august and his gang are getting ready to leave and the fake un worker guy hears wolf talking on shijin's radio so they're like we need to get the fuck out of here and they try to take fatima who is the girl in the red dress who shot august but moyan won't let them and she kind of like runs in front of her Mm -hmm. She tells August that he still needs to go to the hospital. She did the bare minimum treatment to keep him from dying. So they decide to go, but then August is like a huge creep and tells Fatima <laughs> that the next time he sees her, she's going to die with that pretty face. That's a quote. Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying and weird. Ooh, and she's like a, a child. Like, yeah. I think she's 15. Yeah. <clears throat> Not okay at all. And then she even tells August that if he's going to leave, he needs to leave quickly. Um, <laughs> Oh, he needs to leave as quickly as he can and as far away as he can because his patience is up to here. <laughs> and then we get a cool shot of a bullet going through the air, water, I don't know. Yeah. But it leads to the title card, which had previously always been in sand. Or yeah. something sand-like. Yeah, when I was watching the episode the other night with Andrew, like, it was super intense as they're, like, leaving and trying to take her and they can't and stuff. Uh-huh. And then that scene came up and I was just like, I let's yeah. go, let's watch. It's so exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, that I feel like because the the other ones were like wind blowing, yeah, like almost away. like whimsical and yeah. pretty. And this one was like, oh shit, some shit's well, going down go. this episode. It's yeah. intense. Um, so after that bullet happens and they do like the intro stuff, uh, the alpha team, alpha team makes it to the Phantom Village and they help to get the kids out and get them treated and stuff. Uh, Shijin and Sada Young start talking about how August turned into an arms dealer. And Shijin basically says the career progression makes sense since he wanted to follow money. And so this kind of, this career change mm-hmm. is sort of similar to how Saudi Young now has to change careers if he wants to be with Youngju. Mm-hmm. Not an arms dealer, but yeah, <laughs> he's still drastically going to change from one thing to another. Um, so I think that's kind of weighing on him still. And he still hasn't told her. I know. Come um, on, yeah. Young. I know. Uh, we're back on the base, and the medical team is treating the kids. And we see Dr. Song in Nurse Hall looking after one of the little kids. And Dr. Song, again, this is maybe like the third or fourth time now where he brings up, like, I told you, we should have run away. I know. And he even... Should have done it. <laughs> in, like, in the whatever episode, like, episode three or whatever, he's mm-hmm. like, do you know how many infectious diseases Yeah, are he here? called it. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know how many. He's like, I don't know either. That's why we need to get out. Like, uh-huh. he totally called it. Yeah. So there they are, stuck with this fucking disease. And he's mostly just bringing it up because he's a total goofball, but also still, he's kind of just like, God, what I get sucks. myself into. Yeah. It's one thing after another. 
Uh, Mo Yan leaves the Medicube to go wash August's blood off of her hands. And I noted, side note, like, how long has that blood been on her hands? Like, how many children has oh, she God, been aiding right. with these bloody-ass hands? I didn't think about that part because I know, like, during the earthquake stuff, uh-huh. you could see, like, Myungju and mm-hmm. Mo Yan, like, the blood on their hands. And I also kind of thought, like, yuck, but yeah. I don't know. Like, I didn't think about... sanitation and stuff yeah treating the kids because dr song is the one who tells her right like yeah go wash your hands and i was like oh yeah that makes sense and then she goes to that little fountain and her hands are just completely covered and i was like ew i know (laughs) how long have you been walking around like that also i'm like were there not any gloves in that kit because she has her like her stuff with her medic kit Mm -hmm. yeah Whatever. She's able to, like, stitch him up and do what she needs to. But, but no gloves. No gloves. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, anyway, she goes and washes off all that blood. And um, she starts thinking about what August told her about Shijin. How he's a dangerous man. And how she's more likely to be hurt being with him. And go back to typical Mo Yan thoughts. I know. Man, Put, putting ideas August. into her head after she was already, like, happy. I know. What are we going to do with her? <laughs> okay. So then we cut to Nurse Choi running up to Moyan and telling her that Fatima wants to leave the base. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> Typical teenager. Mm-hmm. Not that I know any teenagers, but <laughs> I guess. Anyway. So Fatima um, is in the dining hall area and Moyan serves her a plate of pastries, which, yum. <laughs> I love a pastry. And then a glass of milk, which I said, that's kind of my ideal meal. (laughs) Pastries and milk. Yeah. Um, So then Fatima, like, being kind of a brat, hits the glass of milk away. And side note, like, obviously she's traumatized. So Mm -hmm. she has every right to be a brat in this situation. Mm -hmm. But it's just kind of funny because it's like, fuck you. And she just knocks the glass of milk over. Um, Very dramatic. Yes. And... She's really pissed at Moyan because she saved August. So she asks him why she saved August. And Moyan replies that she saved Fatima from becoming a murderer. And Fatima's like exasperated at this point. She's like, yeah, but you can't stop me from getting killed. Which, fair mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. And I feel so bad. Like, in the prior scene, you don't really see how bad she has it because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you know that she's going to be, like, sold as a sex slave, which, obviously, that sucks. Yeah. Like, terrible. That's awful. Um, and you see, like, their poor living conditions mm-hmm. in the village, but just, like, hearing her say, like, you can't stop me from being killed and, like, how hurt she looks. Mm-hmm. In that moment, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I feel really bad. Like, it's one thing to just, like, hear people talking about other people. Yeah. But then, like, <clears throat> to see her feel that way is really sad. So then Mo Yan is, like, all calm and cool and collected, and she tells Fatima that the army is going to protect her so she won't die. But then Fatima incredulously is like, you want me to trust soldiers? Have you ever been in a war? Have you ever seen soldiers in a war? I didn't think so. Which this girl has, like, a lot of attitude, which <laughs> I like. But she also sounds American. Yeah, and and the acting is kind of funny with her. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that goes back to what you were saying, where, like, it's weird hearing people speak English. Right. On the show, when uh-huh. you're so used to hearing Korean. Korean. But I don't know, like, it just sounded, like, really not super realistic. Right. I don't know. It, but it, also maybe because she's a kid. 
Yeah. I don't know. Like, I like her attitude, but Mm -hmm. it's also... Anyway, her line reading was... Yeah, it was the line reading. Her body language is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, So she's like, I didn't think so. And this is another moment in time where Mo Yan, I think, has to face the fact that she hasn't been in a war and, like, she can't really fully grasp what Shijin does. Yeah. Because I think the point Fatima is getting at that, like, soldiers, like, seem good, but when it comes to war, like, they will fucking do whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever they need to. Yeah. And that sometimes leaves kids like her out to dry. Mm -hmm. So Moyon says that Fatima can hate her or blame her all she wants, but she should eat before she runs away. She needs to pull herself together. Acting like a true mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut back to the hospital in Korea, which is always exciting to see. It's not so dusty. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the doctors that was with them in Uruk is telling that annoying younger doctor and Mo Yan's best friend about the earthquake disaster site and how crazy it was and like all the chaos and everything that was happening. And he mentions how he and some of the other medical staff feel bad for leaving early while they're people stayed behind mm-hmm. and then dr chang who's Li chi hoon's fiance comes up and is like why didn't he come home i know his name was on the list like where the fuck is he what's so wrong yeah and he's saying oh. like Li chi hoon gave up his seat for a patient who really needed to get medical treatment in korea but she just keeps pressing him like is he cheating on me is there mm-hmm. someone else like i haven't been able to talk to him was he acting weird He's still not calling me. Where is he? And it's, oh, God, it's so intense. Yeah, I said that if Alex did that to me, I would be a wreck. (laughs) Like, I get nervous sometimes. Like, not that Alex is cheating on me or anything, but I'm like, did you die? Like, why? Yeah. It's been a few hours and I haven't heard from you. Yeah, sometimes, like, when Andrew comes over here and I don't feel like coming over, Mm -hmm. I'm, like, sick or something, or I'm just like, I don't want to go out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just text me later. Like, when you get there, he's like, okay, if I remember. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. text me. Yeah. Please. And I usually, like, wait a while, and I'm like, mm, should have been there by now. Hey. Oh, yeah, I forgot to text you. I know. Like, when Alex and I didn't live together, I would try to get a hold of him, and it would be, like, hours and hours. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, oh, I was asleep. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that anxiety thanks to my mom. Oh, yeah. Who's always, like, freaking out about any everything. Like, she can't get a hold of me, and she's, like, asking Morby. If he's talked to me, I'm like, mm-hmm. my brother, and I'm just like, I was just working on book stuff, like, I'm cool. Yeah. But because she, like, put that shit in my head, like, now I'm like, Andrew, please text me. Can you get there, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, like, naturally a paranoid person. But, like, I can't, I'm wondering how many days it's been since Chihun has talked a to her. fuck ton of days. It must be, And like, he's in another country. I know. And they're engaged, and she's, like, maybe, what, days away from giving birth? Like, yeah. I can't imagine the stress she's under. Like, the stress of having to prepare, like, baby shit, you know, Mm -hmm. before a kid comes. And, like, prepare herself mentally for that huge change. And then she's still at work. mm Mm-hmm. Like, she's still being a doctor. It's it's crazy. I feel terrible for her. She's, like, an MVP. Mm Mm-hmm. Trying to hold it together. Mm Mm-hmm. So then they have an interesting cut from when Dr. Jang asks if he was acting weird to Dr. Song, talking about talking about how Jin Young-soo was acting strange before he left. So it's like, 
he's weird. Mm-hmm. Was he weird? And then Dr. Song's like, he was acting really weird. <laughs> kind of like answering her question yeah. about, about a different person. Mm-hmm. So Nurse Ha reveals that Young Soo actually never got on the plane, even though he made such a big fuss about it. And Nurse Choi says she can't believe it. Then and Young Soo, for anyone who's confused, oh, is Richard. Is Richard. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of names. Yeah. Some of them sound kind of similar. A lot of so. different people. Yes, Richard. And he's the one who, like, was the diamond smuggler <laughs> from past episodes. So Dr. Song then asks, like, I wonder if he sat in it. And they're like, who? And he says, my soul. <laughs> and he does this, like, tongue pop. And I said that would make Alyssa Edwards proud. Hell yeah. And then he walks away all cool. Like, did you think that when you heard his mm-hmm. tongue pop? He's just, like, kind of like a praise the Lord moment. Uh-huh. Like, oh, like, yes. I can't do it. That's no, kind of it. I'm not very good at it. Anywhere. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So then Nurse Choi acts all giddy, and she's like telling Nurse Ha that she likes the side of Dr. Song, <laughs> that he's acting really cool. And then Nurse Ha has like this tone, like she's going to get after Nurse Choi, but then she's like, me too. <laughs> uh, so cute. Yeah, I really enjoyed that scene. And I feel like I was really happy that his soul <laughs> got a scene on the plane after all. So good. I love the nurses and doctors when they hang Their out interactions, mm-hmm. yeah. So then we see Myungju and Moyan in the supply area talking about the spread of measles throughout the village <laughs> and how Moyan is um and Moyan offers to go help vaccinate more kids tomorrow. Kind of like boring mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. And then Myungju's like, no way, I'm going. Sergeant So is in charge of the is in charge of the mission tomorrow, so I'll be going. <laughs> and then Moyoung kind of laughs and makes a comment about how in love Myungju is. And they talk a little bit more about the vaccination mission. And then Myungju asks why she's being so friendly now, even though they have past grudges. And then classic Moyoung replies that she just must be more of an honorable person than Myungju. <laughs> and then she tells her to have a safe trip. And then she walks away. And Myungju is kind of like, the fuck? I know. She's so used to, like, these back-and-forth moments, and then she makes a comment to herself something like, um, this, um, son-in-law thing isn't really working anymore. Oh, like, right. she's not... She's not intimidated. It, yeah, yeah. she's not falling for it anymore. So funny. I know. I love them together. I just, I love this show. I love all the characters. I love, yeah, I love these characters together. Mm-hmm. They're great. So then we cut to Myungju riding with Young, and she tells him she loves him, and she loves the view, and she loves being with him, etc. It's really, it's a really cute scene. Like, mm-hmm. they're really in their little Debbie. army jeep, and the scenery is really nice again. <clears throat> so then Young makes a weird comment about <laughs> he has dark skin, as if it's a bad thing, which is pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. And, like, historically, Koreans, and I think... A lot of East Asians have this thing with, like, pale skin, mm-hmm. which I think dates back to being, like, oh, if, um, I guess similarly to how, like, European people wanted to be, like, chubby in the mm-hmm. older days because it meant, like, you could eat a lot You're of wealthy. food. That's kind of what pale skin meant. It meant, like, oh, you don't have to be, like, a laborer outside, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you can stay inside because you're rich and blah, blah, blah. So there's still kind of, like, weird things with dark skin. Also because I think, again, up until, like, recently where people are trying to be better, like, they're kind of racist and they don't really like, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
I guess intermarriage or what, interracial yeah, yeah. marriage. Mm-hmm. So like all Koreans are light skin and blah blah blah. So yeah, in an episode of Natch Butte, also I forgot who the girl was. It was on there being interviewed, but she also mentioned about older people being more interested in lighter skin oh, and like uh-huh. wanting to look lighter mm-hmm. and like trying to change their skin to become lighter and all that mm-hmm. all that business yeah it's kind of antiquated at this point <clears throat> uh-huh but i guess like the flip side is like a lot of people in america and i get this is more like in the mid-2000s like a lot of people tanned themselves mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. oh being tan is like exotic and you look healthy and pale is gross so it's kind of like it's always back and forth. Yeah, but anyway, it reads in 2018 as being kind of fucked up. <laughs> anyway, Myungju is like clearly super lovey towards Young, but he's still being pretty like stoic and he's not really showing his feelings that much. And then he brings up the idea of him leaving the military, but he doesn't like straight up be like, what would happen if I left? Mm-hmm. It was just kind of a, what would what would you do if you left the military? Mm -hmm. What would I do? And he doesn't say that her dad is making him quit. He just thinks that it would be good for their relationship if he wasn't leaving all the time and he wasn't in dangerous situations. Which, I mean, is a pretty good cover. Yeah. Like, and I kind of wondered if he was using, like, Mo Yan's excuses for not wanting Uh to be with Shi Jin. Uh Like, kind of for that for his reasons yeah for his argument Mm -hmm. but um anyway so then myungju says no way you're either wearing your uniform or nothing else (laughs) no one is touching a button on that uniform except for me and i was like okay myungju like (laughs) she's not afraid to get it Mm -hmm. so um in all seriousness this is clearly going to be an issue moving forward yeah, I thought the whole that whole scene was really interesting. Like mm-hmm. one, her like weird comments about him wearing the uniform or not wearing the uniform and then him with dark skin, light skin, mm-hmm. whatever. But also like the way it was shot, it made me feel a little uneasy mm-hmm. because they're on their way to that phantom village and I was like, No, like what if somebody is like hiding or they're like awaiting like why is it just the two of them driving? <laughs> it made me very nervous. And, like, like the open Jeep. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was so scared that, like, there was going to be, like, a weird shooting match or something Mm. or, like, another fucking mine going off. Like, I was very worried (laughs) because I love them so much. (laughs) You're like, protect (laughs) me. Please, please. At all costs. (laughs) I was um, on Twitter recently, and it was just, like, people talking about K-dramas, and Descendants of the Sun came up. And a lot of people were like, I only kept watching for Young and Myungju. Yeah. Like, a lot of people didn't really like the um, Shijin and Moyeon mm-hmm. storyline, which I kind of get because... Like, As two, we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> two episodes were like, like, either do it or don't. Like, yeah. stop fucking breaking mm-hmm. up. Um, but I also love them. Like, yeah. I'll watch them. Anyway. Just as, like, humans. Yes. They're very pretty and they're, amazing. They're beautiful. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, that's interesting. Like, a, a lot of people apparently preferred mm-hmm. the day young man. I think just line. the dynamic of the two of them. Yeah, they have a more compelling mm-hmm. storyline. Story yeah. Yeah. But, anyway, back to this ep. Um, they end up getting to the Phantom Village safe and sound, which I was very happy about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they realize that everyone's left. Everything's kind of just in disarray. Um, and then it cuts to Shijin with Myungju's dad, and 
Myungji's dad is basically explaining that August was a U.S. military deserter turned arms dealer. And he's currently being watched by the CIA, who has asked for the Korean Army's cooperation in a joint mission. So basically, they need to let August keep dealing arms to a guy who's going to organize a pro-U.S. coup in North Urk. I always... Urk just sounds so funny. I know. Um, <laughs> so until that's done, they need to leave him alone. So again, it's like... Ugh. It's, it's basically what Fatima is saying. Like, mm-hmm. we don't actually get help from these people, you know? Like, we're still right. fucked no matter what. Yeah. And I can still die. Like, these soldiers can't do anything. And if they do, like, I might end up dying anyway. Like, who knows? Yeah. Um, but Shijin's trying to protest this and trying to say, like, we need to keep the area safe and the people safe. And Myungju's dad just interrupts him and says, like, this isn't a status report. This is an order. Mm-hmm. So do it. Technically, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do anything. <laughs> Um, and then we see Shijin and Sadiyang discussing everything back at the base. And Sadiyang says that the local police told them that the children have been moved to an orphanage. But it seems a little off. And as we know, the local police is very shady. Mm-hmm. As, They're like working with all Yeah, they like took that UN worker, fake UN worker, mm-hmm. and gave him back, yada yada. Um, and Shijin tells Sadiyang that they can't be involved anymore. And they both seem pretty bummed about that. Yeah, he's like, this is top secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Shijin and Sadi Young are two really, really good soldiers mm-hmm. who have, like, a heart. You know, like, they truly want to do the right thing. They right. truly want to help people. Unlike that one commander, whatever he is, that just wants to move up in the ranks. Right. And I think this is, like, another time where it's hard to, I guess, differentiate between, like, what is good political politically yeah and what is good like in the moment i guess just from a humanitarian Mm -hmm. standpoint like it it is kind of like fucked up that they have to just like let this terrible person keep putting people in danger Mm -hmm. and like murdering people children like yeah selling people into human trafficking and like all this terrible stuff but it's like, well, our allies are telling us to do one thing and they're letting him do this so they can have like a pro-military coup and take over another country. And it's like, this stuff is like so fucking like complicated. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do you, you know, save a few people, but like then let a whole country like yeah. be fucked? Or do you, I don't know. It's, that stuff is so stressful to me. And I feel like I would have a really hard time being like, okay, yeah, do whatever you say. I don't know. <laughs> I've realized in a lot of these episodes that I would have a hard time mm-hmm. in making decisions and being like quick on my feet yeah. and knowing what to do and not breaking down and wanting to run away like Lee Chi-Hoon <laughs> and hide. I know. Just like go hide in the storage mm-hmm. shed. Yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. So then um, Shijin is sitting outside after he's kind of briefed Daeyang and he still looks pretty like upset and kind of disturbed by the whole meeting that he was just at and then Mo Young comes up to him she offers him a cup of what I think is coffee um and again another fucked up moment (laughs) he asks her if she wants to share and she says no I'll get fat and I'm like "Mm -hmm." she's already really thin Uh but okay yeah in that moment too I was like what like from a sip, a cup, you're gonna get fat. What? I know. And I'm like, you walk around a lot. Like, yeah, she's constantly running around. 
I don't know. We never see her eat. I know. Yeah, we've only seen her, like, order Subway. (laughs) (laughs) Did we even see her eat that? No, I don't think we saw her (laughs) eat it. Yeah, again, like, not to speak on behalf of all Koreans, because I've, like, never even been there. (laughs) But I think there is kind of a body image Mm. thing. Um, And I think, like, a lot of Asian people are kind of, like, naturally on the slimmer side. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm like god what the fuck like i don't know that just read me the wrong way and again like i think even the korean dramas that i've watched that are newer than this have been a little bit more like aware of things like that and Mm. they're kind of um i guess more politically correct if you want to use that term but i was like like you can't say you're fat or this would make you fat like you just can't say stuff like that Mm -hmm. anymore because it's offensive in a lot of different ways but anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> so she asks Shijin about the Phantom Village, and he kind of lies to her. It's like a half lie, half truth. And he tells her the government took care of them. So, because technically they did, but... But that, probably not. Yeah. That's yeah. what, th- that's like the story they're all going with, because yeah. he can't <laughs> interfere anymore. And I guess also because it's top secret, like... You can't really go tell your girlfriend. Right. He Again... I could not be in the military because I'm like she <laughs> Smith. Alex, Alex, listen. I know. I could not be given anything top secret because I would be like, okay, this stays between you and me. And then I would tell like my mom and then I'd be like, this stays between you and me. And then my mom would tell my grandma and then my grandma would post about it on Facebook. Uh, but oh, yeah, man. this is again like, don't, don't trust me with any important information that should not be leaked um so she looks happy and she tells the kids or she tells him that the kids were they were able to save on the first day are doing well um like they saved them in time Mm -hmm. so they're all kind of recovering from the measles and then he makes a comment about how busy she's been and how she hasn't had time to properly tie her hair up so he makes her hold his mug and he tries to like do her hair and she kind of leans back and is like no i haven't washed my hair yet and i think his response is hilarious and he's like you typically don't even wash it so why are you pretending like you do and then she replies that's not me and then he has another great line when exactly will i meet dr k i like how that's always their thing like that wasn't me that's not me i know i didn't do that i don't have a phone on a phone it's so ridiculous i know it's like that shaggy song oh yeah was <laughs> stupid oh um, my god <laughs> what year is it so then he tries to tie her hair in a ponytail which another side note if you watch the behind the scenes episodes of this you can see the two actors like the actor song jun ki like trying to tie her hair back <laughs> And he has a really hard time with it. And it's, like, really cute. And it's funny because he kind of keeps, like, pulling her hair. And <laughs> to be fair, the angle is super awkward because they're, like, face-to-face. Yeah. And he, like, puts his arms around, around her. her almost as if he's giving her a hug. And then, like, is tying her hair in a ponytail. Which looks worse than how she started. But <laughs> anyway. He tried. Yes. It's cute. So then Mo Yan says, I can do it myself. And then Shijin has another great line. 
and he says usually dating is when things that quote i can do myself are done by the other person it's a good one yeah good line i know and moyan replies that she'll do the same for him in the future which is so sweet yeah this is when i like them i know when they're both just like chilling having a good time being themselves mm-hmm. they're not worried about like other humans wars or earthquakes mm-hmm. or yeah. yeah um and so as they're talking and having their cute little moment over the radio we hear nurse ha telling everyone that they've received packages so moyan starts running off and he's like hey wait like you're gonna leave me for packages and she's like yeah bye See See you later. She's very excited to get her Uh package from her friend. Um, She ends up getting two packages, and one is from her best friend. um, I don't know how you say her name. I think it's Pio. Pio. Doc Pio. And another one, she says that she'll hand deliver. So at that moment, I'm kind of assuming that it's for Shijin. And then Dr. Song runs in, and we see that he got a package, mm-hmm. and it looks like he's really excited for a package himself. He opens it up, and there's shoes, and he hands them to Nurse Ha, and he says a number, like, this is your size, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, actually, no, it's this one. And he kind of just, like, spins and says, no one will know. And then he kind of <laughs> runs out, and she acts kind of, like, really tough and just like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? But uh-huh. then you see her looking at them and kind of picking them up. Like, that's really sweet. That's such a sweet gesture. I know. He's such a good guy. And like, date give him, him a chance. Date him. Date I know, him. he's a doctor. Like, he's a doctor. He's sweet. He's mm-hmm. fucking funny. He obviously likes you. Mm-hmm. Totally it. in love with her. Do it. Come on. Do Come it, on. Nurse Hawk. <laughs> I'm sure we could just look this up and find out, but I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah so uh buh, buh, buh. and then after that moment we see mo yan who's looking through the packages and then she announces over the radio that sadian got a package from a girl and then it cuts to young ju who's like the fuck mm-hmm. and then she starts going over there to where mo yan is and shijin and sadian are together mm-hmm. and they both look at each other and start bolting like everyone recognizes this name because she says, like, the name over the radio. Yeah. Like, oh, you got a package from... I didn't write down the name. Yeah, I don't know like, the name. Blah, blah, blah. And it had, like, little hearts all over yeah. the package. And it said, like, Opa this, Opa yeah, that. Yeah, like, two, like, Sava Young, Opa, like, heart, heart, and, like... It was real cutesy. Yeah. It was really fucking cutesy. Yeah, like, Mo Young thought it was from his little sister. Yeah, and so she's kind of shaking the package, trying to hear what it is, being all nosy. Mm-hmm. Myung Ju gets there first, and she rips open the package, and Mo Young is like, um, is it from his younger sister? And Myung Ju is like, he's an only child. <laughs> she looks fucking pissed. I know. And then Mo Young is just trying to calm her down, and just like, okay, okay, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And then Myung Ju finds a card, and inside of that card is a picture of a girl in Sada Young and Shijin with another girl. And they're both flight attendants. Mm-hmm. And then Mo Yan is just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then she looks at um, Young Ju and she's like, first Lieutenant Yu, bring your gun. <laughs> she's <laughs> really so funny. funny. God. And at that moment, the boys come running in just trying to act cool. But mm-hmm. also like, we need that package. Mm-hmm. And realize it's been opened already. So mm-hmm. mystery is all gone. Um, and they're basically just saying, like, it's a misunderstanding, like, you, nothing, this is nothing, it's nothing. Yeah, I think 
Seth Young is like, it's my cousin or something. Yeah, yeah, like that's that. his excuse. And um, Mo Yan tells Shi Jin that it's his best smile in that picture. And he says, no, I'm just funny looking. <laughs> no, I'm not smiling. You just look weird. And then Seth Young again says, it's his younger, younger sister. And Mo Yan then wonders why, if it's just from his younger cousin, they both ran over as a set. Good question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's got him. Mm-hmm. And Young Ju theorizes that it's because they played together as a set. <laughs> so good. I love these girls. I know. They're they're on it, man. Uh-huh. They're on point. And Young Ju also decides to test them by saying, like, which girl is the cousin? Is it the one on the right or the left? And they both say opposite. Yeah. And then they try it again and they say opposite again. And oh my god. And like the sound effects in the background are like ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's like a comedic moment, but also uh-huh. like, oh my god, like oh guys. Y'all just y'all just got somewhere with these girls. I You're know. fucking ruining it. <laughs> Ugh. So they're totally failing and in a bad spot right now. So then Dae Young throws Shijin under the bus. <laughs> By explaining that he set him up on a blind date. And Moyan points out that they must still be in touch since they have the address to send mail to Urk. And then Shijin throws Young under the bus by making it seem like he's the one who's stayed in touch. And then asks Moyan if he did a good job scolding <laughs> his friend. Oh, <laughs> these boys. No loyalty to each other. Mm-hmm. And then Mo Yan is like, never mind with that. Come with me. And then Dae Young starts to follow her <laughs> while Shi Jin is, like, staying. And then Myung Ji was like, you better stay here. And then Dae Young kind of plays dumb. And he says he was just trying to follow directions. God. I love this scene. I think it's, it's hilarious. It's so funny, but also just, like, if I was one of those girls, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. What the hell? I love how they're just like on it. They're on it. Yeah. Poking them. Like, you're an <laughs> asshole. I got you. So oh, uh, yeah, there's just like a ton of good dialogue mm-hmm. in this scene. Like I love how we keep cutting back and forth between like Shijin and Young's explanations and they keep like fumbling and Young kind of unintentionally insults Myungju's dad. <laughs> and then Mo Young gets a phone call while she's grilling Shijin. And he's like, who is it? And he asks if it's a man. And because he's kind of like, are you talking to another guy? Like, that's kind of his tone. (laughs) Uh And she's like, I don't think you should be asking that question right now. (laughs) So strong. (laughs) But I love his response because he says, quote, if it's a woman, I'll buy her a meal. If it's a man, I'll buy him a drink. I owe them my life. And then her response is, it's the chairman. And then she walks away all grumpy. And, like, he thinks it's kind of cute because... He's got that smile. Uh-huh. And I think he even repeat, he repeats it. He's like, it's the chairman. Like, kind of <laughs> talking like her. Uh-huh. But, yeah. I thought it was really cute and funny. So, it's not the chairman. It's actually her best friend, uh, Dr. Pio. And they are talking about her dating Shijin and how Moyan hasn't had the chance to open her present yet. And then poor Dr. Jang, which is, again, Chi-Hoon's fiancé, gets on the phone, and she asks if Chi-Hoon is actually <laughs> dead, because she still hasn't heard from him, and this would totally be me. I'd be like, guys, what the fuck? Are like, y'all just not telling me because I'm pregnant? I know. Did he actually get crushed? I feel so bad for her. 
so Moyana's like, what the fuck? Like, he still hasn't talked to you? And uh, she tells Dr. Jang that he's probably doing rounds right now, but she'll look into it. And then we cut to Ji-hoon tending to Kang Min-jae, who is still being a dick. <laughs> and he refuses to be treated by Ji-hoon. And then Ji-hoon starts crying and tries to explain himself and apologizes, which I personally feel like he has nothing to apologize yeah. for. Like, he was following protocol and... I feel like Chihun would would have died or gotten like seriously injured yeah. if he had stayed where he was. And also, this fucking guy keeps saying like, "Oh, he didn't he didn't hold his arm out for me. He didn't hold his hand out for me." I'm like, bitch, he did. Yeah, he did. And a fucking rock hit it. <laughs> exactly. And like he he would not have been able to pull uh-uh, him out. Oh no! Absolutely like there not. was no way Chihun was getting that guy out on strength alone. Mm-mm. They're both really skinny dudes. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, he tried. He did try. Like, it's not like he was like, oh, there's a person. Bye. Yes, deuces. (laughs) He could have just not said anything also when he left. True. When he was, like, super traumatic and couldn't even hear. Yeah. But he kept saying, like, there's a person in there. Exactly, because he would have, if he was, like, so ashamed of not being able to save him, he could have been, like, gone really dark and then, like, I'll just let him die. Just not say anything. Yeah. So. Crazy. I know. So, Chihun apologizes, and then Minjae doesn't forgive him, and he keeps being a dick, calling Chihun self-centered. Which, again, like, not to be on Kang Minjae's side, but, like, in some of my communication t- classes, we talked about, like, for therapy and stuff, like, we mm-hmm. talked about how um, sometimes apologizing to someone or, like, confessing something you did wrong is actually more hurtful because all you're doing is like relieving the stress off of you and then onto placing it onto yeah. another person which i kind of feel is what like chi hoon is doing and kang min jay is kind of pointing that out mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like dude you're traumatizing this guy mm-hmm. like he's you crying. can tell he's already fucked up yeah like it would be one thing if like chi hoon was like ignoring him or mm-hmm. i don't know but like he is clearly not in a good place, and he's... And he's trying so hard. Yeah. So, Ji-hoon keeps crying and asks him what to do, and then Min-jae tells him that he shouldn't ask him since he didn't save him. God. Technically, though, he did again. I know. He told someone. He told someone that could save him. Right. Oh, no. So then, poor Ji-hoon goes and hides again and is crying, and then we see the <laughs> child formerly known as Blecky come up to him. <laughs> And poor Blecky is, like, comforting this grown man who is uncontrollably sobbing. Like, and who he can't understand. I know. But I really like Blecky. Like, he seems like a good kid. Like, when Blecky walked up to that um, president guy. Uh-huh. Like, and put his hand on him. With his little lollipop. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. God. He's like, he's not sick anymore. Mm-hmm. I know. Blecky's a sweet Blecky kid. Blecky gets it. Yeah. Um... So then we hear that something has gone down in the Medicube. Moyan runs over and they see that their narcotic painkiller stash has been broken into. And Moyan realizes that it was Fatima. And we see we see Fatima cuts to a different scene. Mm-hmm. And she's got a huge bag of pills and she's calling someone from a phone, a payphone it looks like, mm-hmm. named Tommy. And he's convinced her to steal the pills and she tells him that they should run away when they sell them all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's, she's into something bad. It's what happens when you're growing up in, like, fucking dusty city. 
Yeah. With, like, no parents and no food. You're sucking on metal. Yeah. Growing up in a gang. Getting ready to be sold. So there she is with these stolen pills now. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to Shijin and Moyan in the Coyote Ugly Bar. And they're asking. (laughs) Easiest thing to call it. Uh Most everyone will get it. Um, And they ask that main bartender who brought the sandwiches that time Mm -hmm. if she's seen Fatima. And she tells him that she will sell everything except women and information. But she didn't convinces her, like, hey, this is a very young 15-year-old girl. Like, she's in something bad. We're trying to save her. Mm-hmm. That's why we're asking. So she's like, okay, hold on. And she just makes a phone call, and she's, like, looking for, like... The black market. Yeah, black yeah. market. Like, damn, girl, you know everyone. <laughs> so we then see them driving around in some abandoned building, um, or near some abandoned building. And then they're like, where are we supposed to like find her? Like, mm-hmm. what the hell? And suddenly, of course, by coincidence, they hear screaming and, um, it's Fatima. She's getting beaten up and it's just a whole bunch of fucking dudes all around her. I know. It's I was, a really rough scene. I'm like, damn. Like, I know. I was like, cause I just go places like this. I was thinking like, I wonder if they were going to, like, gang rape her or something. Like, that's kind of what it looked like. Yeah, right? because possibly. Because also, like, why do you need that many guys to, like, fight off a girl to steal her fucking drugs that she stole? Exactly. You know, like, the, the guy could have done it on his own. Totally. Because there were, like, six guys, mm-hmm. right? Or something like that. Much bigger than her. Yeah. It, it's, like, really <clears throat> uncomfortable and scary. Yeah, so they see her getting beaten up by them. And Moyan comes rushing in like fucking mama bear. Mm-hmm. And she tells him to stop. And then Shijin comes up behind her like, oh shit. Like, uh, I don't have time to assess this. Right. He had no time to like plan and do his soldier thing, you know, and be all mm-hmm. badass. Um, and the gang draws their weapons on them. He's in uniform, of course. And Shijin and Moyan have this back and forth moment about how they might die, but at least Fatima will be safe for the next few minutes. <laughs> I love this. I love that. Ugh. <laughs> oh, that, that's hard. <laughs> I know. What a conversation to have. Um, and then Shijin is trying to talk to the guys, but they're basically just a bunch of fucking assholes. And it's mm-hmm. like, you can't talk to someone like that. Like, Yeah. You know the type of guy that is. It's not a, those aren't good humans. You can't talk to them and like reason with them. Um, <clears throat> and so he decides, like, okay, I need to come up with a different plan. So he and Moyan are talking in Korean, so they don't understand. And so he's basically telling her, like, when this all happens, you're going to run out of here and get the car, and I'm going to, like, fight them off and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically what happens. He turns into his badass soldier mode, and he's fighting them all off. He's stealing their guns, putting um, his down because he says, like, um, I would use my gun, but I don't want to file paperwork, and I have to do a lot if I do that. So yeah. I'm just going to take yours. Shijin hates reports. But <laughs> so funny. Um, and so he's just fighting them all off one by one by one. And during this scene, I couldn't help but, like, laugh because I'm like, why the fuck do these guys keep running up to him when they have guns? Like, right. <laughs> they're running up so close to where he can just grab the gun and knock them out and stuff instead of, like, fucking hiding behind a pillar and <laughs> shooting at him. I know. It's really funny. But I think that's another one of those things where, like, kind of maybe realistically like yeah these are these guys also look like teenagers yeah like fatima's age and they're like in a gang and they don't know what they're doing and they shouldn't be <laughs> they're like guns. richard <laughs> yes exactly like they're they're not like hardened criminals mm-hmm, not yet yet 
And so, like, they don't know what they're fucking doing with guns. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, these kids, I just, I want better for these kids. I want better lives for them. Yeah. But, yeah, that Tommy guy is a fucking dick. Like, he's the worst for beating up Fatima and convincing her to sell or steal pills. Yeah. Um. So, at this point, he's basically almost fought them all off. He and Fatima try to run away. Mm-hmm. But they're coming back with more guns. And this time, they have, like, fucking machine guns, too. Yeah, I was like, I don't know where have, they came from. Do they have, like, a little crate? I guess. <laughs> they had a little PUBG loot crate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, he's trying to figure out what the two of them should do. And suddenly, Moyan is waiting outside because he told her, like, if I'm not here in five minutes, go ahead and leave. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's been five minutes. Where the fuck is he? What's yeah. happening? And she's like, I, I can't do this. And suddenly she comes busting in with the fucking car. Almost hits the guys because there's, like, a paper or, like, a fabric or something yeah. over her uh, windshield. So she almost hits the guys. They get all freaked out. She reverses and almost runs over Shijin. Mm-hmm. And then they get in the car and escape. And it's this, like, big, like, crazy scene of just, like, chaos, 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 chaos. It's so good. Yeah, like, Shijin, like, kind of pops out behind, like, the thing. (laughs) See where she's at? Yeah, the thing he was hiding behind to be, like, okay, like, Mm -hmm. trying to take charge of the situation. Then she, like, reverses. (laughs) Super fast. So funny. So, on the car ride back, Moyan is, like, super giddy and probably high on adrenaline from, like, the whole fight scene. And she keeps saying... How she took out the enemy, and Shijin's like, yeah, you almost took me out too. <laughs> and I thought his line, uh, quote, with calculations like that, how did you make it through medical school was super funny, <laughs> because she's like, I, I had it all planned. Like, it was all calculated. It's fine. <laughs> and he's like, sure, Jan. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then the car breaks down, and Shijin makes another comment about how this is car number three that she's ruined in her short time in Uruk. And she was like, what happened? And he's like, I don't know. You probably just like fucking ran it through a building. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. Like she was super hard on it. Oh, and yeah. And then you said like how she's going to owe Dr. Daniel so much yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Daniel, all his oh. poor cars. I know. So then we cut back to Young, who's looking pretty depressed while the other soldiers are looking for mines. And he's just kind of like, I guess, being a manager of them. Just, he's not really working. He's just like in the truck. Overseeing. Yeah. And he's kind of daydreaming and thinks about the ultimatum that Myungju's dad gave him. So then Myungju walks up to him and she's being like all flirty and kind of bossy. And she tells him that she's not there to make up, but she wants to have contact with him. So she puts some lock on his face. And it's kind of like, sensual might be a strong word, but like, mm-hmm. it's romantic. Yeah. And he replies, the kids are watching, <laughs> which is cute. And then she brings up the flight attendants and they talk a little bit more, blah, 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 like all of like the shit that just happened mm-hmm. between the package and whatever. And they almost kiss, and it's really beautiful. And then Shijin has to ruin it by calling over the radio that they need help because they're stuck on the side of the road. Thanks a lot, Shijin. I know. And then Young is, like, super annoyed. He's like, why are you always on the road? <laughs> and Shijin's like, tell me about it. So Shijin... Blame Mo Yan too. I know, right? Um, 
So Shijin finishes his radio call, and he basically is like, just send anyone, like, we need help. And he goes up to Moyan, who is trying to lecture Fatima, but she's kind of having a hard time because Fatima doesn't speak Korean. <laughs> so um, Fatima still has a bit of an attitude, but she looks like pretty guilty now. And Moyan tells her that now she has to do what she says. She has to go to school and Moyan will pay for the tuition. And Fatima kind of has these like one-liners back to her. Mm-hmm. And then Moyan replies to her in Korean, like kind of giving her sass back. And after the exchange Fatima uh, between Fatima and Moyan, Shijin is like really proud of Moyan and he goes to pat her on the head, but then classic Moyan <laughs> says, I didn't wash my hair today. <laughs> and I love that this is now a running uh-huh. joke on the show. Too good. Like She's obviously a beautiful woman, but it's like, I don't wash my hair. <laughs> but I, I really liked the scene between Moyan and Fatima because, mm-hmm. like, you know, in the beginning of the show, or, like, in episodes two through whatever, like, two through six, I mm-hmm. don't know. Numbers don't matter. But anyway, <laughs> Moyan was like, I'm not, I didn't become a doctor to help people. Like, yeah. I became a doctor for money and because I was, like, good at school. But, like... These scenes kind of illustrate, like, how much Moyan actually does care about people. And I like seeing her care. And I also kind of like seeing her sass back, like, a teenager. She kind of acts that way, too, sometimes. So, I don't know. I really liked that scene. So, then they go back to the base. And Moyan is sitting in the dining area under the fan so her hair will dry. Because she (laughs) finally washed it. (laughs) And Shijin goes up to her and starts teasing her about her hair. And then he starts being all flirty, asking how sleeping, or talking about how sleeping is such a waste of time at night, and suggests they eat ramen. Which brings us to our say what? What you say? Well, I'm just asking. Say what? Come on. Ooh, say what? <laughs> so Mo Yan looks kind of shocked at the proposal of eating ramen together, and asks if it's a 19 plus gesture. So this is because um, you want to get ramen is kind of the equivalent of Netflix and chill. Hmm. Or like, you want to come up for coffee? It's basically like, you want to fuck? But mm-hmm. like, Yeah, <laughs> saying it but not saying it. Yeah, and so this is kind of a, um, I guess, popular like trope, I suppose. Or just like thing across K-dramas. And like, in Secretary Kim, or What's Wrong with Secretary Kim, they had like, this whole bit about how these two people didn't know what you want to come up for ramen means <laughs> and so they kept telling everyone like oh yeah like we get we got ramen together like he came to my house for ramen <laughs> and so like people think they slept together uh-huh. and stuff but like it was literally just ramen <laughs> uh-huh so anyway so back to shijin and he is laughing at her and he tells her no he actually meant ramen and he pulls ramen out of his yeah, like, I like, I like how he kind of taps his pant leg, and uh-huh. you hear, like, the ramen crinkling. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that is the correct use for cargo pants. Like, mm-hmm. stick a bunch of snacks in there. Yep, a bunch of ramen. So, um, oh yeah. So he has Kimki Bum on standby to make the ramen, because he's like, hey, is the ramen ready? He was like, I got you. So, um, they start talking about the car and all of Moyan's debts, blah, blah, blah. He brings up um, how she's going to pay for Fatima's school, and they talk about how Moyang can't take responsibility for everyone that she meets, which 
I feel like Fatima is the first person that she's trying to take responsibility yeah. for. Yeah. Like, it's not like she... I mean, she did try to go after Blucky to give him the rest of his meds. But she's not, like, adopting him or anything. Right. And she's, like... She's not like, I'll pay for Blucky's school. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for... Like, she's not trying to be Oprah out there. But, mm-hmm. like, Fatima is obviously a girl who's, like... Troubled. Troubled, but intelligent. Mm-hmm. And, like, strong-willed enough to, like, try to stand up for <clears throat> what she believes in and stuff. Yeah. So, I feel like that's a good investment on, you know, paying... If you had to pick someone... Yeah, pick her. She's not sucking on metal. (laughs) So, um, Moyan says that she does her best to make people's lives better the only way she knows how. And Shijin tells her he's fallen for her, so she doesn't need to keep impressing him. And, like, (laughs) super cute. They are making, like, eyes at each other. And then um, Kim Ki-bum comes with the ramen. Real fast. Yeah. And they're, like, (laughs) super excited. And then the power goes out. And Shijin says they should do it special forces style. (laughs) And then they start eating their ramen with the night vision goggles on. And it's really cute. Yeah. And I think Moyan maybe even fills out that helmet more than Shijin. (laughs) Shijin just has a bigger head than him. Yeah. He just must have a tiny head. Yeah, he looks like he has a very small, delicate... Like, narrow. Yeah, it's, it's very skinny. Yeah. But they're, they're having a great little cute dining hall really date. It is really cute. Um, and then it goes from that beautiful cutesy scene to Jin Young-soo, a.k.a. Richard, who's having a hard time shitting out all those diamonds. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we talked about how this was going to be an issue last episode. Yeah. Like, and, like, why didn't you put it in a balloon or a condom, Richard? He didn't think that far ahead. I know. Um, like, you cannot just swallow raw diamonds. Ugh. Like, what the uh, yeah, oh. I didn't like this scene. I thought it was, I thought it was so funny, but so just like, oh my god, it's like a scene from a John Waters movie or something. <laughs> right, and like you, you literally see him like just shitting in like the juxtaposition of like seeing Mo Yan and Shijin, two gorgeous people, like having a cute little date, and then eating yeah, ramen, <laughs> and then you see like Jin Young Su like literally squatting over a newspaper so and like, like howling and uh, crying yeah. tears. Ugh. So he's he's struggling to poop out all these diamonds, and then somebody's at the door and he's like trying to hold back tears and all his pain. And it's somebody with a passport. He hands him money. And the passport is so stupid. Like, comically, ridiculously fake. It's so bad. Yeah, it's, like, almost offensive bad. It's so terrible. Like, that fucking mustache alone. Like, what in the world, dude? Like, it looks like a 99-cent store, mm-hmm. like, fake mustache. It looks so bad. And then it goes from him getting this fucking fake passport and passing these diamonds to him having to swallow them again. Yeah. And then he's he's just talking about, like, how bad they smell. I know. And it's, it's like, like, oh, my oh, God, so I hate gag. this. I hate this. I know. So I honestly much. forgot that this was part of the show. Like, I remember him having to poop out diamonds, but I don't remember him swallowing them again. again. And I'm like, dude. You didn't learn the first time? I know. And I was thinking, like, okay, so maybe the first time he just had to swallow them because he was kind of like in a in hurry mm-hmm. but you're like at your apartment now find something yes Ugh. yeah it's so gross it's so fucking disgusting so he goes ahead he swallows them all again and he goes ahead and gets in his costume and i think costumes are really good word here because 
Like, not disguise. Yeah, it's, it's not a disguise. It's a costume. No, yeah, it looks it's like a fucking cheap ass party city costume. Yes, it looks so. He's. I guess he's trying to look like Arabic. Yeah, I, I don't know which. He's got like the country. headdress on. Yeah, the and like. But it almost looks like, like, a Hispanic esque mustache. Yeah, it's almost like a handlebar mustache. Yeah, I don't. It's really bad. I don't understand it at all. I don't know who who or what he's trying to be, but obviously everyone else sees right through this bullshit, and mm-hmm. he gets arrested at the airport for fraudulent identity, and this gets back to the base, and Shijin's explaining to Sada Yang that this guy was arrested by the local government, which again, as we know, isn't a good sign mm-hmm. because the local government is corrupt as shit. And then Kang Min Jae comes in. He's kind of walking by. And he's got his little IV bag. He's just kind of chilling. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, is it because of diamonds? Like, yeah, diamonds. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, what? I know. Also, you- like, you're eavesdropping. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's listening to these two uh-huh. important soldiers having this conversation. And he's just like, oh, by the way. Yeah. Diamonds? With the little IV bag on his yeah. head. Like, super chill and when kong min jay's not being a dick to lee chi hoon he's like actually really funny yeah like this is so annoying i guess uh-huh. i'll just die <laughs> um yeah and then he's telling them like uh richard would manage all the materials trucks personally like that mm-hmm. was that's what he would do and he would always act super suspicious and like sometimes i even saw blood on him which he only saw one time at yeah least, at least that's what we saw but mm-hmm. like he looked so shocked when he saw it like it appeared to be the first time he ever saw Yeah, him. he's kind of, like, being extra. He's yeah, like, sometimes I saw him with blood. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of just like, huh, this is really interesting. Diamonds are now involved in this. Um, <clears throat> and then um, Shijin and Sada Yang want to take care of the situation. So they don't have a lot of paperwork in the future. So they want to do this the best way they can. Mm-hmm. In and out, do what mm-hmm. they got to do. Yeah, so then we see Jin Young-soo being held hostage by August and his gang. And he's all tied up. And he's basically almost naked at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, he's like in his boxers. Yeah, and they're looking for the diamonds. And so they've presumably gone through like all of his personal belongings and like all of his clothes. And so um, August is like you know what place we haven't checked Mm -hmm. and they're like about to open up his stomach and then the alpha team comes in and they're all badass and they're like all in black and um they rescue jin young su and then shi jim pulls Mm. down his like little face cover Mm -hmm. and him and august like have an intense stare off and they kind of like exchange some words about like or do they talk I think they say a little bit of something. Like, I don't remember what it was. Again, it's just kind of being kind of bro-y, like, mm-hmm. better watch yourself kind of yeah. a thing. Watch your back, dude. Uh-huh. So then we get back to the Medicube, and Jin Young-soo is looking super rough. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that Jin Young-soo, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Like, he kept complaining about all these, like, fake illnesses. Mm-hmm. So, now that he's, like, actually sick, like, people don't believe him. Um, but Shijin is interrogating Jin Young-soo about how many diamonds he has and if they belong to August. 
And then Mo Young comes in and shows him an x-ray of diamonds in his gut. And you can just see them, like, all perfectly. And she says something, I think, like, I think he's a little too old to be swallowing things like this. Oh, right. To be swallowing rocks. Uh-huh. <laughs> she says rocks. <laughs> She's so funny. So Jin Young Soo keeps groaning and looking terrible, like we said, and Shijin thinks he's faking. But then he coughs up blood, which, yikes. So Mo Yan's like, he probably has internal bleeding due to those diamonds. That's what I was thinking would happen, like swallowing those things whole. I'm like, I think it's pretty impressive that he made it out okay, like, one time. The first time around, you're gonna fucking risk it again. God. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So they get into surgery, and Myungju is Mo Yan's second in command because Dr. Dr. Song is sick. And so they start. And then we get another fucking rowdy blood spurt. Mm-hmm. When I was watching this with Andrew, I was like, I'm waiting for the blood. I'm waiting for the blood. Ah, there it is. <laughs> you called it? Yeah, I was like, I know it's going to happen. Where's that blood? Uh, and I, was, I, I asked Andrew, like, did you see that thing I tagged Caitlin in of that surgery? <laughs> Where my blood is spattering. Uh, I said it was Mo Young. <laughs> God. I, so ugly. No. Why all the blood spurts? <laughs> and it's always in the faces. I always. know. God. Exactly. Super what hardcore. Here. Yeah. Like think of like the projectile. Like yeah. how strong the force of that blood is like, to like shoot up from his him laying down on the table to like their faces. Where is it coming from? Like what did they just snip? <laughs> She's like. I know. Them young dudes like oops. <laughs> like. What are y'all doing? Yeah. And so, like I said, Myungju's like, sorry. And then Moyeon's like, no, it's not your fault. There's like a bunch of fucking mucus and enlarged lymph nodes. So, like, Myungju was actually doing, you know, following Mm -hmm. protocol, I suppose. But, like, since Richard's, like, super fucked up, like, she caused this blood spurt. So she kind of puts all of these symptoms together and she realizes that he probably has a viral hemorrhagic fever. And she's like, we got to put this place on lockdown. Everyone needs to leave except for Moyan and Myungju since they were potentially exposed because I guess they got the blood. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. like basically in Myungju's eye. Yeah, it was really close. Oh, there was, did you ever watch House? Mm-mm. Okay, so there was an episode of House I think it was House, where um, there was a guy, and I think he had HIV or something like that, uh-huh. and he coughed up blood in a doctor's oh, God. face. <clears throat> yeah, and like kind of how like Richard was coughing mm-hmm. blood. So and yeah, it was like really scary because the girl was like, "What if I have HIV now?" Because mm-hmm. she was just like doing a routine checkup, uh-huh. like she wasn't wearing a mask or anything, and he was just God. like, "Yeah." So. that's kind of what that reminded me of and ever since then i've been like super paranoid of getting stuff in my eyes anyway so the or is on lockdown and um mianju and moyan like finish the surgery and they're just kind of like hanging out in there now and so doctors they're being being, they're being pretty chill surprisingly yeah i would be again losing my shit definitely (laughs) like I guess because maybe they're, like, professionals. And yeah. Maybe they think, like, oh, I don't know what they're thinking. But maybe they're the type of people... Well, I guess we saw, like, in the earthquake situation. They, they do well under pressure. Yeah, definitely. I don't. 
No, <laughs> me, me neither. <laughs> so Dr. Song is, is explaining to um, Shijin and Jaehyung that they were probably exposed to either M2 or M3 virus. And I think the soldiers are like, what's that? Yeah. And so M2, he explains M2 is a bit worse than the flu. And M3 is slightly better than Ebola, which, mm-hmm. again, yikes. Like, that's really scary. So the guys run over, and they're, like, pretty shaken. And the girls, so, like, they're kind of talking to each other through glass. the glass. So the girls are trying to, like, play it cool. And Myungju tries to make a joke complaining or comparing their running times to when they ran over <laughs> to intercept the package. But Young is, like, pretty upset, and he's, like, stop fucking mm-hmm. joking around. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks really scared. And there's a bit more back and forth about their last words, how the boys look so serious. And then um, Nurse Ha finishes taking their blood samples, and now they need to try to figure out where they can get them tested to see if they contracted this virus. And then um, Sada Young and Shijin pull some strings, they rush the samples over to a U.S. military lab, and um, the patient and one of the two doctors. So they have Richard's blood, and then Moyan and Myungju's. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say that Richard and one of the doctors tested positive for the M3 virus, which is the one that's slightly better than, than Ebola. Ebola. Um, and they don't, it doesn't tell you who. They just say one of them. Yeah. And so you're kind of left wondering at that point. And then it cuts back to the Medicube where the girls are kind of just sitting there, just talking about nothing. And they're kind of looking at the diamonds that are in the little jar mm-hmm. or in the cup. And they're kind of wondering, like, how much are those worth, do you think? And Moyan is like, should we each take one? No one will know. <laughs> and Myungju yeah. is like, what? You can't believe you're saying that. <laughs> I know. And so they're just kind of having this, like, actual nice bonding moment mm-hmm. which is very rare for these two characters other than when Moyan was being nice earlier in the episode like their stuff has always been like comedic but always like shady yeah, yeah. and right here like they were just chilling you know it was nice and then suddenly the guys come charging in and Sada Young well technically it's just Sada Young he like runs into the area that's supposed to be locked down mm-hmm. and he just grabs Myungju and he gives her a huge hug and obviously we can only infer one sad thing and that is that she tested positive and he's holding her really tight and he has a tear in his eye ah. and she's kind of just like standing there and at first she's getting mad at him like what are you doing you can't mm-hmm. be in here we're in lockdown and then she's kind of just like oh I guess we know who tested positive. Yeah, I get chills. And it's so sad. I know. And then, like, Shijin kind of comes up behind him, and he, like, makes eye contact with Moyan, like... Like, yeah, this shit's... This shit's real. Yeah, it's scary. So, Mm -hmm. then, bam. End of ep. Yeah. And I saw the previews for the next episode, Uh because I just, like, went into it. And they all look, like, crazy and intense, and just, like, all over the place. Like, oh my god... I know. Huh. This is too fucking much. (laughs) Yeah, I just need to get to that next episode. I think this is another one where I was like, I don't care how late it is. I'm going to keep watching. I'll be sleepy tomorrow. I don't care. Yeah. Mm. I think this is such an interesting turn for the show. Yeah, from what we've been seeing. Because um, shit just keeps happening. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's 
it's pretty big shit too it's not like a misunderstanding or like yeah it's an argument it's like she might die mm-hmm. he might die like i don't know super this intense. girl might die again you know. drugs are stolen i know Richard. shitty diamonds <laughs> blucky blucky <laughs> Oh god, yeah. so much. So There's much so happening. much going on. I know. I don't even know like what to expect in the next episode. I mean, she tested positive. Yeah. All I can say is that Myungju has a real tough time. Yeah, I saw in the previews that it's it's pretty bad. But I don't know like what all happens, obviously. Yeah. I like that the show goes there, like they don't try to make it look Pretty nice. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously that actress is like beautiful, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a rough go. So I didn't really have any fashion moments. I for didn't this either. Episode. No. I did have an I love you moment though. I love you. I love you. I will always love you. Yes, what's your I love you moment? I have two. One is like an I love you moment, and then one is like I love you slash like just super sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, my I love you moment is obviously that final scene where yes. he runs in and just like grabs her really hard. Just, mm-hmm. oh, watching that. It's like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. It's so like beautiful, but so heartbreaking at the same time. And then my like sweet I love you moment is when uh, Dr. Song gives Nurse Ha those shoes. Yeah, I love that moment. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. I I really liked when, um, I guess it's not a specific moment, but I feel like this is a really good Shijin and Moyan episode. Yeah. Like. For their relationship. Yeah, definitely. And none of their moments gave me like the chills or like, oh, this is so mm-hmm. awesome. Like, kiss. But. I I think just like seeing them be on the same side and not mad at each other. Yeah. And like seeing her be proud of or seeing him be proud of her while she's like dealing with Fatima and like being proud of her while she's working on August and stuff like mm-hmm. I really liked those moments of this Yeah, episode. it was nice to not see them fight and argue over every little thing. <laughs> yeah, but that last scene with um Youngju and Dayong like gives me the chills mm-hmm. and even just hearing you like recap it i was like oh it's it's kind of a really big bummer mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also like a beautiful moment yeah in the show yeah like i don't even know what that means like can you survive that is that possible I mean, I people know. survive Ebola, so... Yeah, I guess, like, she's got some pretty good doctors around her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has Moyon. Uh-huh. Moyon's an ace. She's but like, also, I feel like shit's gonna happen, because August is still alive. Should've fucking let him die. Should've just let Richard die, too. I guess if they let August die, Richard wouldn't have been an issue for them. That's he, true. He <laughs> would've just gone on his fucking merry way instead of trying to do stupid-ass costumes and get out of there. I know. I think, and that's the other thing that Moyan was saying, like, oh, do I save him? Mm-hmm. Because if I save him, other people will die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where the fuck did Richard get this virus from? Yeah. It's intense. Who knows? All that shady shit. I wonder if eating your own poop diamonds probably <laughs> had yeah. something to do with it. Yeah, who knows? Yikes. 
Okay. So, we kind of talked about our predictions for next episode. We want to figure out what's going to happen to Myungju. And I feel so bad for Young because, like, they're finally kind of starting to be on mm-hmm, the same page. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're in a relationship now. But he fucking has to quit the military and then, like, his girlfriend's maybe going to die from a freak accident. Also, this another thing that I was thinking, which I didn't really put together the first time, is that Myungju wasn't even supposed to be in that surgery. It was supposed to be Dr. Song. Mm-hmm. Remember, because Moyan is like, why are you here? And they're like, Dr. Song doesn't feel good, so Myungju's mm-hmm. stepping in. Mm-hmm. So, just a freak accident. But would we have wanted Dr. Song there instead? No. No. I don't want any of I them. I don't know. Like, you know, fucking, like, some unknown doctor, please. <laughs> just put, like, fucking Richard in there. <laughs> August. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I guess... Yeah, we're gonna leave on that sad note there. Oh, I know. It's such a bummer. I'm like, let's get to the next episode, please. God. I guess on a lighter note, we can say about me changing Andrew's desktop background. Because <laughs> that was a really funny one. We need to post that on Instagram. Yeah. So, um, today I used Andrew's computer because my mouse wasn't working. Um, it, it needed batteries and I didn't have any. So, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna get on his real quick. And we have a thing, a running joke, where we change each other's desktop backgrounds. So I was like, okay, did what I needed to do. What can I put here? It was like Descendants of the Sun, desktop backgrounds. Uh-huh. And an image came up. There's like the really pretty, beautiful HD images of like um, Shijin tying Moyan's boot and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, these are really pretty. Maybe I'll put this one. Mm-hmm. But then I saw this gem. And it was, it was a screenshot of somebody's background with a picture of Shijin smiling. Mm-hmm. But then outlining his silhouette <laughs> all around oh where their desktop icons just looping around it's, it's beautiful it's so incredible so i saved that image i set it as his desktop background but of course it was a little screenshot so it was like pixelated yeah it's actually on there and andrew brought his computer over so we could play video games later because we're all dorks mm-hmm. um so you and i waited there we're yeah. kind of lingering so he hooked up his computer to our tv <laughs> Which, even bigger. And we're just sitting there. And then at first, you notice it came up to that first image. Uh-huh. And I was like, wait, did it? Did he do it right? I know I did it right. I saw his, it like, there. lock screen. Yeah, it was his little lock screen. And then he, like, put in his little password. And it, his um, little, like, box popped up with, like, his gaming stuff. Mm-hmm. But you could already see it was different. He's like, oh, fuck. What the fuck is this? <laughs> and he's slowly lowering it. Okay. I don't know who this is. And he's like, wait a minute. He's like, this is a Korean. Korean. <laughs> and Caitlin and I are just like jumping up and down and like screaming because we know exactly who it is. And then it goes down all the way and it's Shijin. Yeah, Jill texted me this probably like around three o'clock today. Uh-huh. And Andrew and I work together. And so I was like, I had to hold it in for like two hours of work and then... I had to hold it in all the time you're here. And I was, like, so excited when I saw Andrew bring his computer. I was like, <gasps> But it was just so hilarious because we have, like, I don't know how big our TV is. Like, it's big. 55 inches, maybe? Something like that. And so just to see this, like, huge, like, blown-up <laughs> screen of Shijin. And it's, like, super pixelated. Yeah, I'll find that image and I'll post it to yeah, the Instagram. It's so good. I feel like this was probably from... I guess, well, this came out in 2016, so it must have been from around that time, because those 
Yeah. Icons look old. Yeah. I don't know. And it, there's like an Internet Explorer one. Like, mm. who uses Internet Explorer anymore? Uh, so funny. <sighs> Too good. Okay. Yeah. That's a much better note. To, yeah. To yeah. Leave on Cause I was like, I feel like we can't end up being sad. Yeah. That was too sad. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so to see all these fun images that we talked about, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. It's at okay. Drama podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We talk about Korean dramas and other fun stuff there. That is at okay. Drama pod. We're also on Facebook, again, OK Drama Podcast. And then um, you can email us any suggestions, corrections, thoughts, feelings, anything like that to okdramapodcast at gmail.com. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. So until next Monday, bye. bye.